Welcome to this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO, and joining me today are two FAMU Rattlers. I have Chris G. and Kiara Nixon. Welcome to HBCU. I'm glad to have you on the show today. Oh, thank, thank you, you for so having much, us. Hey, no, look, it's my pleasure. So I want to start by you all just taking a moment to introduce yourselves to my viewer, my viewership. So give me your full name and what your occupation is, and a little bit about what you do. Okay. Ladies yep, first. I'll start. I'll start first. Hello, I'm Kieran Nixon. I'm a native of Jacksonville, Florida, and a graduate of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. And I currently lead community prosecution at the State Attorney's Office, Fourth Judicial Circuit, which is the third largest judicial circuit in the state of Florida. Thank you, Kieran. Glad to have you. Chris. Yes, I am Chris G's. I am a Philadelphia native, a graduate of the Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University on the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I'm a retired hairstylist and makeup artist, celebrity that is um, having worked with names like Omarosa, Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey, Tyra Banks, Dougie Fresh. You know, just to name a few. Yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> well, a celebrity. Look, right, right. <laughs> look, I'm glad to have you on the show. So I want to start off by asking each of you uh, really the same question. So, Kira, I want to know, how did you select Florida A&M University? Wow. Well, I selected Florida A&M University because I went to schools that were predominantly white um, in public schools here in Jacksonville. And I wanted something that was different. My orthodontists, my doctors, um, a lot of my church members actually were all HBCU graduates. And my mom and dad attended Bethune-Cookman. I knew I didn't want to go to Bethune-Cookman <laughs> and I wasn't staying here in Jacksonville to attend Edward Waters. So we took a quick tour to Florida A&M. And once we got on campus, I just had this sense of belonging like, this is where you need to be. So I came down, I spent probably about a week there during spring break. I went to Fried Chicken Wednesday, enjoyed Set Friday, yeah. visit some of the classrooms, and I just knew I needed to be at FAMU. And it had the program I was looking for at that time. Which was? Which program? Which was pharmacy at first, but I actually graduated in journalism. Okay. So Chris, what about you? How did you select Florida A&M? Wow. So two things like an unto Kiara. One, the church that I grew up in in Philadelphia, um, Zion Baptist Church, very predominant church in the neighborhood. We had doctors and lawyers and teachers, all graduates of FAMU. But more importantly, a good friend, Danielle Laney, she's two years older than I. She was home for break and she had all these pictures printed out from her time at FAMU. She was still enrolled. And I was just so intrigued by the pictures. I was like, I have to visit this place. Um, and FAMU has a day called Be Out Day, where whether you live on campus, um, just as long as you're enrolled at the school, everybody comes out, 
a big cookout, like a Southern uh, family reunion. Yeah. And she had pictures of B out day. And that is really what sold me. So I went to visit based upon these pictures. And as Kiera mentioned, when I got there, I was just like, so it was just community. It was caring. It was colored people. It was just so black. <laughs> um, and they had my major as well. I was torn between majoring in music and like Kiera pharmacy, go figure. Um, and so, of course, the Marching 100, the theater department, the music department, it really sold me on family. So, Kiara, talk to me about the first day you stepped foot on campus as a, as a freshman uh, in college. You had made your decision. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day. On that day, I actually had a science class that started at eight o'clock that morning. And that put me in a whole whirlwind um, because when I went to my first class by Dr. White, he said, look to your left, look to your right. You better become acclimated with these people because you're gonna be knowing them within your next four years. This is basically your family. And I never had an atmosphere like that before, yeah. because again, going to public schools here in Jacksonville, I mean, you would know your classmates, but to actually have a professor say, the person that's in your left and your right, that's your family now. Right. So and it actually ended up being the reality. I met my bestest friends who, and who are the godmothers to my son, through FAMU my freshman year, um, I met some of my like, again, lifetime friends, sorority sisters, just so many people from FAMU that are like a family to me. Chris, do you remember the first day you set foot on the campus of FAMU? I absolutely do. Um, so growing up in the North, school um, tended to last longer than the South. And I didn't have the best grades coming out of high school, so I had to attend summer school to be accepted into the university. And so I had to leave Philadelphia the day I graduated high school. Um, graduated, we got on the road later that evening. And the very next day, when I got to Tallahassee, the black experience, I had to like <laughs> run all over campus trying to figure things out and stand in line at financial aid and get acclimated to my dorm. And my mom and my sister was there. And I remember them leaving and I was like, wow, I have my first college class in the morning. And it was like, stay woke, just stay woke. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't want to go to sleep. I didn't want to miss class. I didn't want to, I just wanted everything to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my mom, my sister helped me decorate my dorm and they literally turned around and drove right back to Philly. Um, and I just was like there in this little dorm room at, at a, uh, dorm we call Patty Foot. It no longer exists, but it was like really small. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, man, this is real. This is it. College. In the foot. In the foot. <laughs> so, uh, Kiara, tell me about, you know, influential people on, on campus that uh, really impacted your life. Uh, I hear so many different stories about you know, teachers and professors and, you know, even down to uh, people in the cafeteria and security uh, guards who really impact the lives of students at HBCUs. Uh, name some people that, that, that stand out to you and uh, how they impacted your life. I would say one of the people that stood out like the most was the Dean of the Journalism School at the time. Her name was Dean Ann Weed Kimbrough. 
And I have such a unique story with her because while I was a pharmacy student, I was tracking telehealth legislation and I started writing um, for the FAMUL, which is the school newspaper at that time. So I would write, although I was a pharmacy student, so most people thought I was already in the journalism program. Well, um, I had a change of course and decided to change majors and and we, Kimbrough, had to sign off on my information to allow me to go into the journalism school. And me and her became the best of buddies. Like when I tell you internships, I was able to go to her for letters of references, like all different types of things. And through her, I was able to renew our National Association of Black Journalism Club. And that was amazing. So to have her as not only the dean of my college, she was a professor and she truly became a lifetime friend. She made such an impact on my life. Wow. I hear so many amazing stories like that. Chris, uh, is there anyone that stands out to you? Oh, wow. More than <laughs> one. So as I mentioned, I was torn between majoring in pharmacy and music. And when I got to FAMU, uh, Dr. William P. Foster, who was the founder of the Marching 100, was still the dean of the music school. And so I went over and I had my audition. And literally, once I opened my mouth to sing, there's, they were like, yeah, there's no way that you're not majoring in music. I ended up double majoring in music and theater. So I had Dr. Dr. Foster. I had um, Anika Noni Rose, who is a well-renowned uh, actress. Um, I had Will Packer, and these were names of students that were before me uh, when I was a freshman, Anika was a senior. And so just being able to be around those strong, influential players during that time meant a lot to me. And not to mention that I came to FAMU in the fall of 1997 when FAMU was the college, was time college of the year under the direction of Dr. Frederick S. Humphreys, who was our president at the time. And so he alone was a giant in the education world. And to come under his tutelage, it like really meant a lot to me. Wow, what amazing story. And I just want to piggyback yeah. on that because like he said, we have so many notable alums at FAMU and I came from more yes. so the side of advocacy. So to have Congresswoman like Carrie Meek, Kendrick Meek, Al Lawson, mm -hmm. um, at the time when I was at FAMU, our former mayor during that time was Andrew Gillum, who was an alum yes. of the school. So it's not many instances where you find you have HBCU graduates who come back and commit their service into that city and become the policymakers in the city. Right. So it was amazing. <laughs> and again, I'm just grateful for FAMU. Now, Kira, yeah. I've heard you and Chris mentioned the Marching 100 several times uh, during the show. It's and the there are people that may not know what the Marching 100 is. So why don't each of you give, a, give your version of the Marching 100 and what's special about them? The Marching 100 is the best band in the land. In I think that Chris can probably tell you um, even more, again, being a music major. I'm not a music major. I can't sing. But when you hear the music, it makes you want to get up and move. It's so inspiring. They just did a show over in um, London for Louis Vuitton. I mean, they're the best. And those students, they work tirelessly because it's a very like rigorous band program in order for you to be a part of it. Right. It's a great program. So if you're interested in instruments and you're good at the band, come to FAMU, join the Marching 100. Only the best can get on. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you, you have anything I to add? I agree. Oh, absolutely. So um, majoring in music, my focus was vocal 
performance, but I'm also a member of Phi Mu Alpha, Phi Mu Alpha, which is a music fraternity. And in that music fraternity, we have, you know, if you just have a love for music. So a lot of the band members are my frat brothers and I got to know them and be around them. Excellent musicians, the cream of the crop, um, as Kiera mentioned, you know, they played all over the world. They just recently played for Louis Vuitton. And so just to be a part of the nostalgia of what this marching band has done, they've been a part of several, um, uh, what's the big football thing? Yes, <laughs> several Super Bowl performances and, you know, they're on different um, people's albums. You know, Beyonce last year when she did the Coachella, it was paying homage to HBCUs. Right. And a lot of that sound is crafted from the Marching 100 band sound that they've been able to create over the years. So just to be able to have that bragging right, even though I never marched, is like, it, it's amazing. And you got clout all over the world, literally <laughs> all over the world. No, I, hey, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, I want to talk about uh, campus life uh, at FAMU. Uh, Kiera, what are some of the signature events on, cam on FAMU campus that, uh, that you look forward to while you, you were there? Well, Chris spoke about one that we have every spring, which is Be Out Day. And I call that like the spring, um, how do you put it? the spring like family day or like family reunion gathering. But the most known one, of course, is homecoming and the classic. And the classic is when we take on our rivals at Bethune-Cookman, which is, you know, the other school that's down by the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we take on their school. So I always look forward to the classic and I definitely look forward to homecoming. And just recently we started playing Jackson State University down in Miami for the Orange Blossom game. Yes. And that's another one that we're looking forward to as well. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, you have anything to add about special events there? Um, I, I'll just say the events that Kiera mentioned are top notch. But what I do love about FAMU and just the HBCU experience is that sense of family. When you go to these classics, when you go to homecoming, you know, you have these wonderful tailgates with creatives and other black people that are selling their custom art or garments, you know, that they've created if you are fraternal you have the opportunity to connect with your fraternity brothers or your sorority sisters in a way that's just, it, it, I mean, it's just what we do, what we do as black people. When we come together, we stick together, we support one another. And it is really shown um, in these events, especially when you have the alumni merge with the current undergraduate students. Right. And so, Chris, you mentioned sororities and fraternities, et cetera. And uh, Kiara, I know you are a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Is that yes, right? I am. And Chris, you are a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, Kappa Alpha. Oh Psi yes, you know it, brother. Yes, sir. You yes, know sir. it, my brother. <laughs> and so, talk to me about just uh, Greek life on campus. You know, Greek shows. What is it like at FAMU? So Greek I, for me. I would let Chris um, start first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was. Honestly, you guys, because I'm a hairstylist, I've been a performer singing my whole life. I did not necessarily have to go to college, but I knew I wanted to go again for the family aspect and for the fraternal aspect and to really have friends all over the world, to be able to network all over the world. And being fraternal has done just that. 
Um, and at FAMU, as I mentioned, I went there right after high school. I never forget the campus helped myself and my mom and my sister move myself, my belongings into the dorm. And there were other, you know, fraternities and sororities out there. They were delivering water. And, you know, we were in Tallahassee where it was probably like 110 degrees. So they were giving out like Rattler towels and, you know, just what you think of an organization of brotherhood or sisterhood, it definitely is exemplified at FAMU and they go above and beyond because you pair that fraternal spirit with the spirit of HBCU and the spirit of family and just like a big black family reunion. <laughs> yeah. Kier? I can absolutely agree with everything that Chris says. And in a similar fact, I had some members of my sorority that actually was helping me set up items in my room. My RA actually crossed over into AKA that following semester. And I just saw these women as leaders on campus. They were your presidential mm -hmm. scholars. In the journalism school, they were your reporters and your anchors. I mean, they were doing everything on campus. And I, if you can't tell, love leadership. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm going to be a woman that's going into leadership, these these are the women that I need to align myself with. And just being on campus, seeing the Deltas, seeing the AKA, seeing the Zeta, Sigma Gamma Rose, I mean, they were all women that were doing phenomenal things. And the, and the men as well, they were doing phenomenal things. Everyone was a leader. Um, everyone showed like sisterhood and brotherhood. And I knew it was definitely important to do that. Pierre, how did FAMU prepare you for, uh, for your professional career? FAMU showed me that I can go into any room and advocate not only for myself, but speak up for the voiceless as well. Um, it just showed me, again, how to be a public speaker, how to get your facts straight, <laughs> how to make sure you make copies of everything. everything. And if you show up <laughs> and if you show up on time, that means that you're late. So show up early. Right. So fam, you have truly prepared me with so much of a foundation to be the woman that I am that's in a leadership position in prosecution. I mean, and again, I work in a field that we know there there needs to be criminal justice reform. We know that there aren't many black attorneys. Shout out to Amarosa. I know you said that was one of your um, one of your clients that you have because I know she's in law yes. school. You know, there's not many yes. black attorneys. So to have a school such as FAMU or FAMU has a law school, they're preparing leaders. They're showing you how to use your voice. Tallahassee is the capital. They're bringing in interns to show you all about policymaking. It was just amazing. And I'm so thankful for that experience. Chris, what about Agreed. you? How did FAMU you prepare Agreed. you? Uh, honestly, in the same ways. And I'll say this to piggyback what she said. FAMU across the board prepares everyone the same way. So when I say you have your concentration of whatever your major is, but FAMU has taught us how to own a room. FAMU has taught us how to present ourselves. FAMU has taught us how to teach, I'm, excuse me. FAMU has taught us how to dress professionally because there's so many elements aside from just saying, oh, hey, I have a law degree or hey, I'm a journalist. But if you can work the full scope of what you have going on, connections, networking, knowing how to speak, knowing how to use your words properly, knowing how to make copies of everything and being on time, which means being early. All these are tools that FAMU implements into every student, every area, every department. And there are 
they do it on a collective front, not just, oh, let's make sure this department is doing it and that department is doing it. It's kind of like if TSA literally was on the same page in every city, that that's what FAMU does. Because we know TSA, they make up their own rules per city. <laughs> but, FAMU, but, but there's a common ground. There's a common ground that every Rattler I've come across along the way, we do, we just share that strength yeah. that FAMU has embedded into us. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so Kiara, tell me or tell the viewers about your current career, uh, what you do, and just tell us a little bit more about that. So again, I'm a community prosecution coordinator for a unit called Community Crime Strategies Unit. It was based out of New York City, and they're connecting community along with law enforcement to build trust um, when it comes to certain violent crimes. So here in Jacksonville, we have a few neighborhoods that have a lot of targeted violent crime. So what my job is to connect the church leaders, the residents, I mean, Miss Miss Pat, who owns the store, connect her with our law enforcement, which is the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, and also with our state attorneys who's working on targeted prosecution. Okay. Very wow. good work you're doing, right. Thank you for your service. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Chris, I know you have been a um, uh, celebrity st uh, hairstylist. Uh, talk to me about, artist, yes. yeah, talk to me about some of your clients and the services you provide. So, yes, yeah, so I've been uh, in Hollywood for 15 years now as a celebrity hairstylist and makeup artist. Um, and I'll mention her again. Omarosa was my very first celebrity client. And oddly or coincidentally enough, we clicked because of the HBCU component and the fact that I was on time. I actually was there at the salon when she arrived and, you know, in our culture, unfortunately, sometimes that's not always the case. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so she, she was very, right. So she was honestly blown away by the fact that I was there. I was prepared. I was on time. And we began to talk about, you know, education and me attending family. Um, so that was a beautiful connection. As a result, it opened the door for me. She began to introduce me to, you know, some of her celebrity friends and, you know, people noticed that her look had begun to change. Not that it was anything wrong with it, but we, you know, we evolved her look over time. And that opened the door for like Nene from Atlanta Housewives and Dougie Fresh, uh, Casey and JoJo. So those were like some of my clients earlier on. And then as I progressed in the industry, I was able to build a resume that would include Tyra Banks and Beyonce, I worked on at least seven of Beyonce's large projects from like uh, Lemonade. Um, what's that football thing again? Uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl <laughs> shows. <laughs> um, Coachella. Um, even working on feature films like A Wrinkle in Time, which star Oprah Winfrey and Reese Witherspoon. So I've had the, the opportunity to really have a full full extensive career in Hollywood from red carpets to motion pictures, music videos, traveling all over the world. Like you name it, I've been able to do it. I've been on tour um, with TLC, Michelle Williams, Kelly Rowland. Um, and so it has definitely been rewarding and a blessing at the same time. 
Uh, and then I was able to transition into music, which is what I actually moved here for, i.e. majoring in music. Um, and I currently have a song out with Dougie Fresh, who was my second celebrity client. Um, I've sang background for TLC. I've sang background for Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child, Kelly Price. Like the list goes on and on. And it really has been a blessing to be able to be so um, diverse but also hone in on one particular skill. Wow, amazing, amazing career. That's amazing. Hey, Kiara, uh, we have about a minute uh, left, and I want you to just tell me briefly, why should someone consider sending their kid to FAMU for their higher education? Because it's the best HBCU ever. <laughs> and not only best HBCU Period. ever, it's the best Period. college ever. <laughs> and we have over... Excuse me. We have over 52 um, college programs, 12 doctoral programs. I believe it's 24 master programs. So, and we're now a meta university. So you're able to go and yes. put on a virtual reality set and, you know, do things in the meta world. So why not? I mean, if there's any major that you can think of, more than likely FAMU has a program for it. So not only do you get academics, you're going to get tradition, you're going to get legacy, and you're going to have a great time. And obviously, you're going to be connected with Beyonce and Amorosa Stylus <laughs> and so many other great leaders hey, look, across the country. Thank you all so much. We're out of time kiera Thank chris you. this was amazing it was, it was a pleasure having you on the show i appreciate your time and to my viewers thank you for watching this episode of hbcu and remember without you there's no me <laughs> <laughs>